Absolutely, totally. Fantastic. It's just fantastic. But, um, yeah, um, Earthquake do a, a demo with Mason Stoops. Oh, yeah, I, I started watching that and then maybe someone rang or something happened and I didn't watch the end of it. I only just watched it this morning. And it's got a um, nice, clean, very pretty Fender-type amp. I think it's a Tone King or something. Oh, yeah. And the, the other stereo side is a, um, a little 60s valve practice amp. Like okay. A, some, you know, $50 thing from a... Silver Tone? No, it's like crappier than that. It's proper crap. Bronze Tone? <laughs> Iron <laughs> Rock Tone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it has kind of this, like, you can just hear it crapping out, the little speaker's just dying, and it has this weird fuzzy distortion. But that has a um, cool old tremolo in it. Uh, and that on one side with the lovely springy lush reverb on the other. Uh, and he's got this kind of, like, old, I think it's like a nylon string baritone acoustic that he's put a magnetic pickup in the sound hole. Like, kind of clamped uh, in. Really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <coughs> and um, I think, hey, like props to Earthquake for doing videos with, like that where they have, like he has all his like, effects and stuff in his chain are other companies. And they put yeah, not fit. being too precious about yeah. it all being, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. Um, I was t- talking to someone yesterday about the um, Spitfire Audio sound libraries. Yeah. They actually have, like what they, their company is making sound libraries and selling them to yeah. people who do... Uh, TV and film school stuff. And it's quite expensive and quite good stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's great. But they have a video on how to make a film, uh, how to make a sample library. Like they okay. show, show you how to do it. And like well, they have a free it. sample library, which is quite good too. Yeah. I know a lot of people are kind of raving. I haven't checked it out yet, actually. I haven't got, been meaning to, I've but I haven't got to. Yeah. Because um, I, I, Sonic State talk about it quite a bit. Okay, cool. And some of the guys on it who are like, f- like film score producer guys. Mm. Um, who say, you know, we've spent thousands on all these Spitfire libraries and then they bring out the free stuff and it's just as good and ended up using the free stuff more than the yeah. stuff I paid for. Um, the same thing, they're like just coming from a genuine place where they want you, to, they, they know yeah. you're going to use this their product in the real world. Yeah. Like you don't go and buy all the Tramonix pedals or all Boss pedals or all... Well, some people... Some people do. We know <laughs> tend to be very into one particular brand and then sell all that one particular yeah. brand and then buy a different particular brand. But that's all way huge pedals. <laughs> yes, all all Greer now. Greer. <laughs> um, but like all guild guitars. Yeah, no, all Gibson R8s. <laughs> hey, good that's a little bit more expensive. The all Gibsons R8s, but then the electronics. Uh, <laughs> but like most people have, you know, like a pedal from this company and a couple of effects from over there. Maybe yeah. some, like an old vintage thing. Some new guitars, an old amp, maybe another practice amp. Yeah. The fact is, like, you get stuff from all over, the, all walks of life. Yeah. And that's the reality of, like, you find stuff that you connect well, that's, with. And, that's the reality of yeah. being a musician. I mean, you don't find many musicians that just have one yeah. brand, that are totally super loyal to one brand. Yeah. I mean, even... Even in Dorsey's. Dorsey's with signature yeah. guitars, they still play other guitars and other amps. And, yeah. All that sort of stuff. And on that note, welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Started. Hey. Yes, we have started. Uh, 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 the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. Uh, or the T-S-F-A-H, whatever it is now, the, <laughs> the abbreviation letters. Yeah. 
I've got, I've got to make a longer one for the podcast because it has the yeah. has to have the PC at the end. Podcast. Podcast N A double M S nineteen. Nam special nineteen. Ah yes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're doing a, uh, a Nam special. Yes. We... For all you people who are probably sick of hearing about Nam by now, <laughs> but uh, welcome to ours. We really did try to get there. We um had some money put away to flights, and we we're going to try and get there, but it didn't quite happen. No, not this um, year. This year. So maybe Nam twenty. Hopefully, yeah. Sounds like a good yeah good round number. To, yeah. And watch out, Nam, because uh, real journalism will occur. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll follow them around and take pictures of what. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so hope everyone's fantastic out there. Uh, please make yeah. sure to check out before we start just all the formalities. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, uh, our, all our social media crap, and I mean good stuff. And subscribe <laughs> and follow and all that stuff. And we've been a little slack over the sort of December January period. Yeah, just because I think both of us have been absolutely flat out with work, and and. Whenever I didn't work, I was running after my family and stuff, trying to actually be a father and husband mm. and stuff. Um, so, but I think now come February, I'll try to get into it a little bit more and 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 yeah. more social media presence and more videos. Mm. Um, I think we're going to probably film a few videos today and see how we yeah. go. Like, um, yeah, yeah, this is it is basically a hobby for us too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, um, as much as it looks like... It's uh, great fun and stuff, but... Probably out there in the world, it probably looks to a lot of people that uh, all these YouTube and podcast guys, they're just swimming in cash and... And ladies. And ladies, oh, especially ladies. Yeah, um, cash ladies. Cash, cashed up ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> More to but, the point. Yeah, there's not, there's not a... There's, I mean, yeah. very little money in this, so, you know, we're doing this because we're idiots, really, so... Um, yeah. But, you know, we like being idiots. Um, so, so yeah. Nam 2019, winter Nam. Mm. Uh, Winam. So it's winter there. It's winter there. It's stinking hot here. Being hot in Australia. It's 38 degrees yesterday. Really? What was the day before yesterday? One of those days. It was a couple of days um, in a row it was 38 degrees. One of the day before because, yeah, I think I got heat stroke. So I was outside painting the house. With like 98.9% humidity and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I actually got dizzy in the afternoon. I, I think I got... Too much sun. Well, that's why I stay indoors. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, if it's non-air-conditioned, I don't do it. <laughs> Except for all my gigs where I sweat like a pig. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Nam 2019, Alex, uh, what what are your sort of, the first few things you can think of that you really liked? Um, there was a bunch of guitar stuff. There was, I thought there was a lot this year that Mostly I liked. stuff that, like, we're both into not just guitar based gear and music but also like things like recording live sound i, I do quite a lot of that um synthy stuff synth stuff occasionally drum stuff because i had to have some drums for the studio here <coughs> but it's generally pretty guitar heavy this year yeah with um oh and, and some cool synthy stuff too mm. yeah like um has mentioned the teenage engineering uh, that the, the the modular the the Yep. 60, 140, and 400. I don't know where the numbers come from, but it's... Sure. yeah. It's odd, like, um, it's, it is Swedish, isn't it? They're Swedish, yeah. Because yeah. it's a, a kit thing yeah. in the grand uh, tradition of... It is, it is a flat, sw- sw- flat pack modular <laughs> kit. Swedish uh, flat pack. But um, the coolest thing is, like, the knobs on the front of the modules, mm. they're compatible with Lego. Yeah. 
That's so neat. Even though that's Danish, I think, isn't it? Lego? Probably. Is it from Denmark? I think it's yeah. Danish. Um, but anyway, Scandinavian. Yeah. Oh, you're all the same, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's start a war. No, no. Uh, I think... Um, Eating fish and hanging out in the snow. Yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, no, I think it's Danish. I think they go. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what. Yeah, how cool is that stuff? I mean, that that to me, there's one. The only problem was all the videos was just of them in their hotel room. Yeah. Um, and it they didn't really do much because it wasn't quite ready. But then this guy, and he's an odd dude. Uh, but cuckoo, have you ever seen the cuckoo stuff? No. I think he's South African. He's this guy like wild hair, sort of odd guy doing synth stuff. Okay. He looks a little bit like Doc from. From Back to the Future, future. like a little bit like that, but not white hair. Okay. Um, Hmm. um, He did a video with them, and it it was actually properly done. Then this other dude came and and patched it and played it, and it sounded really good. Yeah, cool. It actually sounded really, really cool. And I think it's $449 or something like that for the big one. Yeah. Uh, Even though that's sold out, the first batch is already sold out. Yeah. But I think that's something I will eventually get because it sounded really, really cool. Yeah, I had this kind of image. I mean, it has nothing to do with guitar, but... No, it's pretty cool. Like, I had this image of my head of, you know, like the really advanced Lego... Lego of, technique stuff, yeah. Yeah, we have, like, little motors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if you could get a, a Lego kit to... Modulate or, stuff. Automate, uh-huh. like, organically automate. Well, if you want to be a humongous nerd... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me thinking, like, could you do that with guitar pedals? Like, um, well, have some sort of like. Didn't Gigrick do that? What they had a thing where you actually had. I don't know if it actually ended up happening or not. Oh, yeah. But I th- I'm pretty sure I saw a demo of it once. Maybe that was a couple of names ago. Mm-hmm. And they had these things you put over the knobs on pedals and it actually oh, yeah. turns the knobs for like you. Like an expression pedal with a, like a lever. Thing. No, 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 no. It was a mechanical thing. So you go to like you can you can save presets on the Gigrig G two. Oh right. And you press a button and it sends like a, a motorized thing to a motorized thing and it turns a knob to wherever you want it. Yeah, right. Okay. So you could have like a I think they demoed it with a rat pedal. Yeah. And they had oh, it set to like mild drive and then it went to a different preset and it actually physically turned the knobs and then it went to the high gain. Oh that's sound. that's neat. Yeah. But I don't know if that ever actually anything came out of it or if it, anything has happened with it yet but I'm pretty sure they showed it somewhere stuff like that's really like the idea is really cool to be really awesome but who's going to buy one hmm. <laughs> well I, I went to this Paul Gilbert clinic a while ago yeah. uh, when he did a clinic up this way up here on the Sunshine Coast and he had one of those expression pedals that has a like oh, a yeah. like a what do you call it? What would you look like at? Gooseneck kind of. Yeah, and you attach it to one of the knobs. And as you turn the expression pedal, the thing turns and then it turns. And he had his um, old ADA flanger. Um, and that's how he. Um, that was before the um, his signature flanger with Ibanez came out, mm. the airplane flanger. And that's how he did those dive bomb sounds. Yep. Because um, we thought at the time we were looking and we're going, that doesn't look like a whammy pedal. Because he was playing. Yeah, yeah. Solomon would do this, like, <laughs> and it was the flanger. Yeah, well, yeah. Which on the flanger, it has a, you can, it's like two sides. One is a normal flanger, the other side is just that, mm. which I love that. That's one of my favorite oh, things about the flanger. It's your favorite party trick. That's yeah. one of my favorite things at gigs, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got to put that flanger back on the board, actually. Oh, is it off? It's been, it's, it's huge. That's the problem. Yeah. Can you mount it underneath? 
Yeah, just for that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm surprised it's actually come off. Because it's your favourite Well, thing. I bought the, the small footprint 88 flanger because yeah. of that. Because it can self-oscillate. Oh, I can. But it's not as in your face. The Ibanez one is just... that. It literally is just that. Just and you have one knob, which is the speed. No, you need to get to the speed knob. Because oh. you need to you need to do solos where it's just uh, that's where you need the motor. <laughs> you know that's what I used to do. That's where you need the motorized knob control. Yeah, true. Yeah. Or I need a slave. A slave. I need to bring the gimp along, and the gimp does it for me. <laughs> Get it right, Tom. Come on, gimp. Um, what were we talking about? Gimps. Gimps. <laughs> Nam. Nam. Oh, the teenage engineering stuff. No, okay, but that guitar stuff. What was yeah. something that? Um, that, that well, you really liked. As expected, um, like JHS had a few things. Kind the of Clover thing, the... Yeah. Well, I could see, remember yeah. we did a demo a while ago of that... The, is it called a FET drive? Oh, the, the boss, boss... The, the boss green boss thing, thing with yeah. the three knobs and a belt buckle. Yep. <laughs> belt clip. Belt clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think both of us were really surprised how good that thing sounded. Mm. That was we did a, a demo of that for Mojo Stomp Boxes. Hi Tim, if you're listening. Hello. Um, and both of us were really surprised how good that thing sounded. And he did that. Is it called a clover drive? I think it's called the clover drive. The green, the, the green with a clover on it. Yeah. And it's the same as that. Just you have. I think you have a three-way selector where you can add mids to it. Yeah, and there's three band EQ. Yeah, and you can add. I think you can. Yeah, you can add bits of the eq to yeah. it it's um here's a picture it's no eq uh 50 less mids and full eq so yeah it's kind of oh and i think the 50 percent less mids or something that's the original setting or the one of them is the original yeah, cool. like what the original pedal would be there's some other io boxes and switchy things and then the little mini compressor from them the tidy whitey tidy whitey yeah you see that little one Oh, yeah, with undies on it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it might be cool. Yeah. Oh, it's whitey-tidy. Whitey-tidy, not tidy-whitey. And, um, yeah, it could be cool. Wouldn't mind trying to compress them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I think the thing, I mean, the JHS stuff is always interesting. It's always good. I mean, people have varied opinions on, yeah. on him. I actually really quite enjoy his YouTube videos now that he does, these kind of vlog videos. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoy watching them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Some people really, really have massive things against JHS. I quite like the pedals I've played. I mean, a lot of it is, to some extent, just clones. But And then he adds a few extra features on it. But, yeah. I mean, I, the, the Kilt is great. I really like the Kilt. It's not like, yeah, other companies have never... Yeah, everyone else does it as clone, well. So. Kind of tube screamer. Um no, yeah. no, I quite like I quite like the the YouTube stuff he does, the sort of vlogs. Yeah, I mean the thing that stood out to me probably and stood out to everyone the most. I mean, you'd have to live on the moon if you're into guitar playing, and haven't seen the Chase Bliss Benson yeah. preamp thingy Mark II. Uh, <laughs> that looks pretty cool. Well, so I guess from what I gather is it's the the Benson preamp pedal, mm. which I would like to try out anyway, but I haven't had a chance to yet. But with additional control and a fuzz and additional drive stages and stuff on it and motorized faders which on a pedal that's what you want yeah 
<laughs> it just looks like looks great. It looks yeah. fantastic, yeah. yeah. And it sounded great. I mean, mm. the, the the stuff I've seen, the the videos, there weren't that many videos yet, anyway. Yeah. Um, but the ones I've seen were really cool. I really quite liked it. Um, um, the the um, announced their um, the blooper looper too. Blooper looper, yeah, which is not quite done yet, but yeah, it's a prototype. Um, that could be interesting too, with built-in effects, two different built-in effects. I guess it's like the um, the, some of their other ones, like Therme and the other one, the Condor. Yeah. They're kind of cool, but what do you do with it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think unless you actually play with it and spend a week with it. Yeah. But lots of people rave about the Condor. Yeah. And lots of people rave about the Therme. I think... I'd love to try you, them out. You have to put time in to get the most out of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you can go so deep. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting. I'd, yeah, the, the, it'd be interesting to try them out. And then I think from what I gather as well with the blooper, you have the two buttons and it's two independent loops or something like that. And then you can cross... Uh, one of the knobs up the top says something like crossfade. Mm. I think you can crossfade between loop A and loop B. The only thing I'm going to... That worries me about it, and which is why I don't like ditto loopers, the small ones. Yeah. If you have to double tap to stop it, then I'm not into it. Sorry. Sure. If maybe you can hook up expression pedals, and I guess MIDI, yeah. So you can have a, a but I can't stand loopers. We have to double tap to turn them off. Yeah. In a live situation, it's just too difficult mm. to stop it at the right spot by double tapping. In my opinion, I I'm not into that. But for more like a creating weird soundscapes and stuff, I think it could be really cool. Yeah. Morphing one loop into another and stuff. Because I'm pretty sure one of the knobs says crossfade up the top. Kind of like that tape splicing looping thing kind of is becoming a bit trendy at the moment. Well, because I think one of the knobs on that as well is a knob, if it's all counterclockwise, mm. it's pristine loop. And as you turn it up, it turns it into more like a tape sounding loop. Sure. And if you go all the way up, it sounds like a tape that's about to die loop. Like I think it, it adds that kind of tape warble. Yep. That's one of the... Oh, have you got the picture of it? Yeah, oh, you can't see the knobs. But yeah, um, I think one of the knobs is... Um, does that. Oh, here you go. It's a picture. Yeah, it's the bottom left knob, I think. Cross and drift. There's also st stability. The bottom left one, I think, is the one that in one of the videos I saw, he turned it yeah. and it went from normal, like a cleaner sound, to a really wobbly sound. Cool. Like sort of a, I guess, warp vinyl-ish thing. That's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're very oh, nice. keen to try them out. Um, yeah. I don't know when they're actually going to get released because I think they were just early prototypes. But so, yeah. um, um, you never know. We They send us to Dark World. You never know. They might send us could be fun. some of that stuff too. That would be nice. Yeah. Love you, Joel, if you're listening. <laughs> no, I, I, I always like Chase Play stuff. And not just brown nose, nosing. Yeah. The Chase Play stuff is seriously cool. So... Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. The other one I like the look of is the Dreadbox. Now, how do you pronounce this? Komorobi? I don't know. Sure. How do you pronounce that? Komorebi? 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 Yeah, I don't know. One, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that. It's like an odd flanger thingy, isn't it? Like a. Uh, yeah, it's a. Um, it's I saw a, one video of they it. They call it a chorus flanger. Chorus flanger. And it's, yeah, it's neat. It's got Japanese writing on it, hence the name. 
Comma Reby. Dreadbox stuff is cool. I really like. Uh, I mean, the the I think I've mentioned it in the Pedal of the Year podcast as one of the things that really stood out for me was that is it called Medusa? I think it's the Dreadbox and Polyend combined. They made this sequencer oh, thing. Yeah. Um, Dreadbox stuff is really cool, and mm. all that like even the synth, the desktop, yeah. they all sound great. Mm. And your um, tremolo pedal sounds really cool. And yeah, I like Dreadbox. I'm a fan of Dreadbox. So definitely want to check that out. And it's this cool like, what do you call that? Like a watermelony type pink color. Yeah, yeah, watermelon. Yeah, it's probably a good color. Okay, good name for it actually, because it has that sort of greeny on it too, bluey yeah, greeny, slightly um seafoam green. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. They call it a coarse flanger. So modulation. <laughs> but yeah, that's that looks really fun. Um, what else have we got going? Oh, this seems to be. I was gonna say. Seem to be the year of the IRs. Well, I was actually just about to say, for me, one of the thing, two of the things that stood out the most. Yeah. Well, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in order of when I heard about it. First, uh, the new Pete Thorne amp mm. that so came out, a, which is a three channel amp. It's a twenty watts. I think it's twenty watts, maybe fifteen twenty watts version of his PT one hundred head, with the same three channels. So you have like a, I think a. American style clean, mm. and you have a British style crunch, and then you have a high gain channel, whatever that is. Yeah. But it, so it's got built in sir reactive loads mm. and built in, it will have built in his choice of preferred IRs. So they're his, I think some of them are actually his IRs, yeah. like his cabinets that they made that. And sure. it will have, I don't know, six on there or something like that. Mm-hmm. They can switch between. And I thought, that's cool. That's definitely cool because then you have, you know, a little head. Yeah. You don't need to bring a speaker because it's got reactive load in it. It goes straight into the thing. Then I found out it's going to be about $2,500 US. Sure. And I went, holy crap, maybe I won't get that. And then I found out that RevAmps is bringing out... Is it SD20? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Which is a... It's a single channel one, but it's a single channel 20 watt head with a built-in basically built-in torpedo two notes torpedo mm. so it's got their torpedo load box and you can hook it up and do the like the normal torpedo thing where you can move speak you can put whatever irs on it yeah, you yeah. can move the mic around wherever you want it and that's going to be around a thousand dollars i think yeah cool. and i think that's cool i think that is something that i might talk to our friends at rev I don't know if they're our friends or not, but I would like them to be our friends. Um, but if they don't want to send us one, that's something I might even buy because I think that's that would be cool. Very cool. And it's more affordable. And the mm. two-night stuff, and again, we're not they've never sent us anything or mm. done anything for us, but the two-night stuff is killer. Yeah. And actually, the new cab, I would love to try it as well. The new little cab M or whatever it is. Okay. The new, um, you know, I've got the cab. Yeah, yeah. The, which is not a load box, but just a cab simulator. Yep. They brought out a new version of that. Sure, okay. With um, iPad um, <laughs> compatibility. Fancy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I'm very keen to try that out. Mm. I mean, if, the, if Sir wants to send us one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I mean, it'll be, it would be a great amp, I'm sure, um, with Pete Thorne involved and three-channel little head. 
And I mean, the cool thing is from what I gather is you can select, you can, you, as you're channel switching, you change the IRs as well. That's so you cool. can have a one by 12 on your clean channel. Mm. You can have a two by 12 or like, I don't know, four by 10 on your clean channel, a two by 12 on your, on the crunch channel and a four by 12 yeah, close back gainy. for the high gain Marshall stuff, thing. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Which I think you can, I mean, it's, I think it's a single channel to rev, but um, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, um, I, sure. I, that, that stuff, I'm, I'm right into IRs and, and that sort mm. of stuff. I, it's funny because I actually I just listened to the, um, they had uh, uh, Guitar Wank yep. did a podcast with, his, I think his name is James San, Santiago. Sure. Who is the guy who, who, he's the guy who's sort of really the brains behind the Ox, the Universal Audio Ox. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, and Scott Henderson was talking about how he tried to record with IRs and he just can't do it. It just doesn't work. And he goes, yeah, he, he downloaded all these Celestian IRs and, uh, you know, he he checked the one with the mic in one position and it's too bright. And then he checked the next one with a little bit further out and it's too dark and he would love to have one in between and why don't they do that? And I actually messaged them saying, you should check out the torpedo stuff, the two-note stuff. Because you can actually physically move the mic wherever you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to try out 50 different IRs. You just have one IR and you just move the mic wherever you want it to be. Um, but yeah, they were talking and it's a whole different thing, the whole Ox thing. But it was interesting. It's actually a really interesting podcast. I think there's two of them. There's two parts to it. And I think that there's going to be a third part of it as well. Okay. But I, I really like the IR stuff. I think it sounds really, really good. And there's some a few pedals that came out with like IR lows, like quite affordable like yeah um what is it Mo- is it moa did moa mm-hmm. release one and they've also got a big multi-effects thing too that came out yeah they released a fair bit of stuff yeah um yeah there's a few companies that came out with little like ir loader pedals basically so if you've got a, a preamp yeah. style you know amp in a box type pedal <laughs> that into that well that's yeah like the mm. two notes as well the cab i think it's cab m Okay. Or Cabar or something like that. C-A-B. Is it N-U-X, that company, Nux or whatever? Yeah, N-U-X, yeah. N-U-X. I think they did one. Well, that, what is it called? The Solid Studio, whatever it is, that we tried to blue, and that was great. That was pretty cool, yeah. That was really good, actually. Um, but yeah, that was great. And speaking of amps, I mean, moving away from my eyes, but speaking of amps, the two new Marshall amps, they look really cool, too. Yeah. The, the Studio Series. The, I wouldn't mind the old uh, 45 e type one. The, yeah, I think it's a super lead, Plexi. not forty-five. It's oh, a super lead, yeah, okay. the, um, and the eight hundred JCM eight hundred studio. Mm. See, I probably would rather go for the eight hundred. Well, you've got the other head. So. I've got, yeah, I think that the, the um, origin head, as much as people will go, oh, but that's made in I don't know Indonesia, wherever it is, Vietnam, mm. and the other one's English made, and blah blah blah. But I mean, it's similar. The idea is the same. Yeah, uh, you don't have the jumper cables thing. You've got a tilt switch and all that. But anyway, but. I really like the Origin. A lot of people complain cool. about it. I think it's great. There you go. Um, so I would like a more high-gain head, mm. and I think the JCM 800 would be kind of up my alley. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and it's cool. They look really cool. 20 watts, small head. Mm. I like the idea of that. That was another thing that sort of stood out for me in yeah, this nice. year. Um, what else on the list? Uh, Keeley had a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. They released that sort of plane series just before them or just around yeah, Christmas. Industrial looking kind of yeah. no paint and And then they released oh. those um bunch of new stuff. Which sound really cool. The synth one. Yeah. The synth thing. The echoes, which is that uh vintage type flangy tape echo. Yeah. Um what else is it? Another delay? It's a combination drive delay reverb. Oh yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, the DDR and a fuzz bender. It should uh, shoot out because you just got the uh, the fender one. The the fender blander. Fender blander. <laughs> blander. That's what happens when you advertise things wrong on eBay. Blander. When instead of blender, you spell it blander with an A. Yeah. And then no one bids on it, and then I get it really you cheap. You scored. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's more synth pedals, uh, electro harmonics. They look really cool. Have their usual million new pedals they have that switcher too which yeah. all the previews it doesn't really go into what you can actually do with it because yeah. that guy what's his name the guy from Afghan Wings who does John. the John I think it is, is it actually John yeah. who does <laughs> who does the, he was sort of just saying oh you can do this and just you know pre, it's just looking at presets right. Basic but program. whether you can get actually more like what you can actually do with it the, the sort of loop switcher I know it's an 8 channel loop switcher well you You've got the boss one, and you've got you'd ask a lot of it though. To ESA, yeah, I mean the, the MIDI side of it is phenomenal on that you, thing. You're pushing it beyond normal loop loop switcher. You do like programming and like commands and stuff. And well, I use it. I use it less for presets. Mm. I mean a little bit, mostly when I sing. I use it so you don't have to do like three buttons at once. Yeah. But um, I use it mainly to switch like my H9, and in future my helix hx stomp yep so i actually change presets and stuff on that sure so it, it scrolls through things and it, i activate the hot switch on it with because you can change the buttons to do different things so i don't know if i use it beyond Not, a lot of things but um but you make the most of all but, the well the midi side th that's one of the things i loved about the midi side is insane mm. even though the manual is insanely shite that's boss um, the, the MIDI side of it is is fantastic the stuff yeah. you can do with it Roland and Boss have never been big on manuals manuals have been horrible <laughs> like a lot of people don't, didn't quite get it but we did the video of the the was it the vibrato? oh the shootout with the TC one yeah and I kept going on about because it says in the manual everywhere BBD because oh, yeah. it's a bucket brigade device yep uh, and I, I, I kind of, a lot of people didn't quite get it, but I was kind of, because it doesn't actually say anywhere in the manual what a BBD is. Yeah. And I'm just sort of, I, my, my way of looking at it was, well, if people don't really know what it is, they talk about the BBD constantly. Like people go, what the hell is a BBD? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I was sort of cheekily saying, oh, BBD, what's that? And people got kind of quite rude in the comments what are you, stupid? It's Bucket Brigade device. I go, yeah, but that's not the point. Yeah. The manuals are crap. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't matter. So, um, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, it is aid is killer. We should actually do a video of it. We tried to do videos of it when I first got it. Mm. And we always had issues with stuff. Audio or video or... Because remember, we tried to do like three or four videos that's right, yeah. of it. And it never worked out. Mm. So we might just... Do, I mean, it's old news now, but... We had someone actually ask on my unboxing of the HX Stomp when I mentioned the ES8, someone wrote on the bottom, yeah, can you please...
do a video of how you inter- like integrate it with the ESA with MIDI and stuff. Oh, yeah. So we might, might do something like that. Yeah, maybe. Might do... One, six. We should really do a video of our pedal boards. Mm-hmm. And then... Because then I go... I might go into the... Because I use, at the moment, mainly with the H9. Um, and I use it quite a lot with the H9. So I do a lot of my changing of parameters and stuff. Yep. And I've got a hot switch. I've got one of my buttons assigned to the hot switch and stuff. Because you can do all that. Because... Um, I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of people love the gig rig G two, and I'm sure it's great, mm. but the MIDI side is nowhere near as good. Like the the ESA, the MIDI side of it is insanely good. Yeah, yeah, sure. I guess it's and I think also slightly, slightly different world too. Uh, yeah, maybe a little different, but and also uh, things like the H nine MIDI side compared to all the Strymon stuff. The Strymon stuff is very. It's to me, it's very annoying because I had a timeline in a Mobius. Yeah. To set that up with MIDI was very annoying okay. because you had to, like, preset one was MIDI program change one, preset two was MIDI program change two. So if you wanted to go between different presets, anyway, you had to sort of work with the timeline. Whereas the yeah. cool thing with the H9 and the ES8 is you can assign any of the presets on the H9 to any MIDI program change. And then you can assign any MIDI program change. And so it's really easy to use. Cool. And works really well. So we might do a video of it. Mm. And I think the, the um, Helix Stomp is pretty simple too to use when it comes to program changes. Okay, cool. So um, just, we'll do a video on that. Yeah, of, of those two in combination. Yeah, because they work together rather well. Mm. And you don't really need a whole lot more stuff than those two. That's basically a good read. Yeah. But then you're an idiot like me and you put a... Uh, airplane flanger. Well, you can't get that sound out of the H9, and you can't get no, that sound. You need that as well. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of other things. Like, I still think the whammy pedal sounds better than all the whammy presets and any of that stuff. Mm. Um, the Digitech, I've got the freak out on it at the moment. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if you don't use an amp, feedback is impossible, and you don't have that on either of yep. those. So there's a few things I use because you just don't have them on there. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, cool. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, oh, electroharmonics. Oh, yeah. And um, there was another, they have that, um, was it a new fuzz? They got new fuzz. Was it a new fuzz? No. Got the two synths, the, the mono The bass. bass one and the guitar, guitar one. one. Yep. But then it had something else that was new. It's a, um, what do they call it? It's the ramp up and down swell thing. Oh, the, the reverse... Forward reverse, inside out, back to front. Mode. Reverse something where you can make the guitar sound like it's you played it in reverse. Mm. Um, that one. <laughs> yes. Um, Which, but I swear they just also released. Oh well, I don't know if they. If, I think they've announced it earlier, but I think they just released it now. Is the the um, Russian Muff Deluxe oh, yeah. with the two buttons? Okay. Um, Wouldn't it be interesting if you got? All the big muff revisions ever made, like there's lots of them. Yeah. And let's have a look at EHX. There you go. There's another collection for you. Oh god! Don't don't get me started. <laughs> Attack Decay. Attack Decay. That's it. That's the other one. Yeah, and it just released that, um, that was deluxe not... big muff, the Russian. So is that Russian? I did see that. But... So it has a. It has a. Um, From Mother Russia. I think it has a. Um, is it a? Yeah, so you have a, um, it adds a gate, 
mm-hmm. and it adds uh, mid-frequency, mid-level. So kind of like the, um, <laughs> for lack of a better comparison, metal zone, <laughs> where you, you select what <laughs> mids you want. That is a lack of better comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sweep of mid. The sweep of mids, and you can. That's the second foot switch, so you can add that on with the second foot switch. So yes. I think that, and I think the Grand Canyon is actually finally being released. Oh, the big double, the big delay the big double. looper, everything, which I think it's gonna be quite a cool pedal. Mm. Um, people seem to like the little one. People, yeah, people really dig the little one, and I think it oh, took a while for the big one to come out, but I think it's actually finally now coming out. Sure. I think they were sorting out issues with it, and I think programming, there were some programming issues that weren't quite right, and they were sorting it out, but I think it's actually being released. And electronic stuff is always cool. I always yeah. like that stuff. Totally. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it, It's just fun. Like, There's no pretentious behind it, and it's not no douchey. Let's have a look what else is there. What else What else has been... So, yeah, the two-note stuff, I'm really interested in checking out. The, the Rev amp, um, I'm really interested in checking out. Um, Friedman released a new... I think it's 20-watt version of the Jerry Control amp. So, mm. small amps seems to be a thing that a lot of people bring out smaller amps. Yeah. Which I think... I mean, in all honesty, 100-watt amps, how many people really actually need 100-watt amps? No. Yeah, there's a headroom thing. If you want yeah, to. but still 100 watt a lot it's of times. Bloody loud. 50 watts is going to You're be. literally playing with the first audible sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's no point in that, really. Yep. Um, Fender have got some new guitars. Oh, the Meteora in that bluey color. That looked fantastic. Yeah. That's something I would that like. Thing? Oh yeah, that that the 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 jazz bass body. Jazz bass guitar. What is it called? Sixty six or something like that. Sixty six Fender sixty six. So yeah, how would you describe that? It's kind of like shape of a jazz bass body with strat type pickups controls. And, and yeah, with a humbucker though, but but a humbucker in the bridge, and they are this big seventies strat headstock. Oversized headstock, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it looks pretty neat yeah i quite liked it i yeah. liked it too um and i think they also released from memory a um 30 watt version of the bass breaker 15 they did yeah not sure if it's ahead as well but definitely combo um, um, and i think it's two channels this time so, so you still have that oh, yeah. um tone shaping thing on it yep i think but i think you have two channels it's already up that, on the tom and website oh is it yeah that's a cool that the, i mean i still think the Bass Breaker 15 is one of my favorite amps of all time that I've played. Mm. Um, I think it's one of the best sounding Fenders. And I think it's one of the best sounding Marshalls I've heard too. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is it is meant to be that. It's like a Marshall style. British style Fender. But yeah, that Blue Meteora, that looks so good. That's I think I need to... Is it based off something or is it like a new design? No, I think there's a video on YouTube about it. The guy who it does look vaguely familiar. The guy, the guy who designed it, um, is a guy who worked at Fender, and it is, and it's like a whole different. I think the idea was reminiscent of a offset kind of guitar. Yeah, but he designed it, and then that design kind of disappeared, and then someone found it, and yeah, right. Finally came to yeah, and it just all of a sudden came back and was made into this guitar. And it was quite popular, but the thing and the thing I didn't like about it is, 
It was basically a telly with, in a funny shape. But I think I would go get along with the two humbuckers much more than I would with the telly style. Yeah, okay, right. I don't um, think I've seen the other style. Well, last it was last year, I think. Okay. They, what was it called last year? Parallel Universe? Testing memory. <laughs> they did a par- parallel universe series where every month or so they brought out. Oh, it was yeah, like a different so. limited edition yep. thing. Kind of and, forgot about that. And one of them was a kind of like a butterscotch looking yellow, yeah, uh, with a black scratch plate, yep. and it had a telly bridge. That's right. And telly pickups, but in that shape. Mm. And it was a limited one of the limited edition parallel universe. I think they um, the other one that I really liked from it, which they have at Music at Noosa, and I been trying to get my wife to let me buy it but it's quite expensive it's the triple pickup jazz master uh, that yes. was one in that with the three they look like um um Gretsch style. style pickups but they're not mm. um in that sort of blue um great guitar actually really chunky neck which i like yeah. um but yeah, it was one of those and this year they do the it's a stupid name again it's like the external universe or some some ex- Banana planet or something. No, it's not parallel universe. It's something like that. It's like extra extraterrestrial or something like that series. But this year, I think they're all Mexican made. Yeah, it's not super high end stuff, but it's definitely cool. Um, and that that um, jazz bass body with guitar stuff on is one of them. Mm. And there's also like a is it twelve string or something. There's a, yeah, the, the, um, the Fender 12, yeah, the, the, which they used to make yep. with a kind of offset kind of thing and that weird Smurf looking headstock. And the um, like offset pickups, like, yeah. almost like P bass. Like. Yeah. yeah. Which I think it, I've watched a lot of videos where they looked at them, like at NAM, and everyone went, oh, that's like a GNL pickups. But I think they came first in the, like Leo Fender sure. designed them <laughs> in the Fender 12 before he sold it. Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Um, um, yeah, and there's a couple of others. The others weren't that interesting. Hmm. But, um, yeah, that, that blue, and I think it comes in blue and red and in one other color. Okay. The Meteora. But that looks cool. I, the blue one especially. Although someone said it could have just been from, but, I mean, that picture looks very blue too, but it could just be from the videos. But someone said it's surf green. Unless they have a blue and a surf green. Maybe, yeah, because that's definitely dark blue. That looks like a darker blue, yeah. Like, like, it looks like your Larrave. Oh, it looks darker than that, yeah. It looks even darker than that. More like that slightly... Um, you know Lake the, Placid? Yeah, the, that 90s bluey green, like darker. Yeah. There's to be on like a you know, Strat specials. And stuff. Yeah. Dark um, stuff. So, yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in that. I think that's a cool looking... And like, <clears throat> Fender seem to get away with this, but Gibson don't, where... Oh, hey, dog. <laughs> they do something new yeah and everyone's like oh that's cool and and Gibson does it and it's like oh no we just want we just want R8s man we love pulls yeah it's but people are weird sorry people out there people are weird people are weird but like <laughs> the fact that they I think they've done it really well the Fender have gone like let's do something new but it still looks like a Fender guitar yeah yeah no, no I, I'm, I'm you wouldn't I'm, walk past and go what, what's that like oh that's a funny looking Fender yeah. No, still. No, that Meteora, that that's cool. DNA. Yeah. I really like that. And I th- I think I was actually just thinking about it just the other day. I used to pretty much only play humbuckers. Yeah. And sure. Most of my guitars used to be humbucker guitars. And I never got on with single coils. And then I got into Jazz Masters 
and they're really beefy single coils mm. and I really like them now and then I actually got rid of most of my humbucker guitars so I don't have many humbucker guitars yeah and I'm thinking maybe that's a way to return to humbuckers as well with a new guitar that's maybe if mm. I can sell a few things well um, that's something on the shopping list well I'm looking for some humbucker love too Meteora man because I took out my dad's Sheraton uh, uh, to a gig the other day I think I saw a little video clip of that sang really nicely with that little amp. With Jesus? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. my Jesus amp. Uh, yeah, cranked up. Pedal board in front. It's loud enough for the little cl- club. Little, little Boston Shaker Bar. Yeah. The new trendy hangouts. It is fun. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm um, not trendy enough to be allowed to play there. Oh, you're definitely trendy enough. The drummer showed up with shorts and t-shirt. No, but I mean, <laughs> as in, I'm not part of the cool crowd. Ah. You have to you have to at least play it in um, in in certain bands once to be able to play. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, that's a different thing. Yeah, but um, that's a cool. That's a really cool um, guitar. I'm yeah, really, it's great. I'm really quite interested in that. Nice. Depending how many they make of them, because yeah. I think they're, they're usually fairly limited. But I think they only did six of them, like or five of those. What is it called that annoys me now? What do they call it? It's some stupid name. <laughs> The series. The series. It's like last year. I'm pretty sure it was called Parallel Universe. And this year, it's some other stupid name. Series Universe. Oh, speaking of stupid things, <laughs> Acoustasonic. Oh yeah. Discuss. Oh. That's an ugly looking guitar. That was crap in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they came. Like, well, a lot oh. of people say they're really, they play well and sound really great, but they're just. I'm sorry, they're hideous. No. Especially with all that really fancy wood. It's just, ah, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, you'd need a lot of drugs, wouldn't you? Sure. <laughs> Even then, it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. It's a no from us. Um, yeah, it's still... It's that, not on the Fender website yet. That weird, quacky kind of See, that's fake the, acoustic That's thing. the old Meteora. That's right, yeah. Um, no, three and a half thousand Australian dollars. Ooh. That's why no one bought it. Um, but yeah, because no, when you type in Fender.com, you go to the Australian Fender's website here, yeah. and it does, it has a new diesel signature Strat. Cool. It's a black one, isn't it? Johnny Diesel, yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it hasn't got the anyway, new... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, no one else, any, no one from outside Australia knows who he is, but it's a black... I, might do. I think he toured in the States a bit. Did he? Or Mark Lazotte? I don't know which whichever name. Probably Diesel. Sorry, Johnny Diesel or Mark Lazart. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out Johnny yeah, Diesel, yeah. He's actually quite a good songwriter. It's really cool, like soul blues rock kind of stuff. And he's the, he's a dude that, when I first came to Australia 25 years ago, yeah, he looked exactly the same as he does now. <laughs> he has it's not weird. aged. No. <laughs> I guess he doesn't have any hair to go grey. doesn't have any hair to go grey, but <laughs> he had, looks exactly the same as yeah. he did 25 years ago when I first moved here. Anyway. But great, um, great rock singer too, and like that kind of solely blues rock thing. Yeah, good songwriter. Like, yeah, good very stuff. good songwriter. Um, yeah, uh, fun. Oh, and the new Fender pedals. But yeah. the, the funny thing is everyone goes on about... that. It, maybe it's just a thing in Australia, but a lot of people, when Fender brought out those new, whole, yeah. the whole new series of Fender pedals, people were saying how well-priced they are. In Australia, they were really expensive. I don't know if it's just an Australian thing, mm-hmm. but I found for what they are, they were really expensive. Yeah. So, 
anyway, I, I tried a few of them out and I was a bit meh because yeah. Music at Noosa had the whole range, the original whole range. Mm. And it was sort of a bit, yeah, just meh. Sure. It was nothing blew my... Skirt up. Skirt up. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. President. Um, mm. Yeah, like, that's okay. It doesn't have to please everyone all the time. No. Yeah. The other thing I found really cool, like moving moving away now from Fender, goodbye Fender, mm. uh, that came out, and it's it's a bit odd, but for me it was a bit of a, it was quite a big thing, and it's sadly, the, I think it's the 25th anniversary of it, was uh, when Dookie album came out, Green Day Dookie mm. album, yeah. and they brought out, MXR brought out the Dookie pedal with the Dookie artwork out on yeah. it, and the concept of it is really cool. Mm. So it's they'd got the two amps that Billy Joe, Billy Joel, Billy Joe, okay. Billy Joe Armstrong, Billy Joe Armstrong. No, Billy Joe's, Joel is the guy who plays piano. Very different. His yeah. piano man. Music, music is very, <laughs> very different sides. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. So he has his two amps, like one. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not. A, I mean, I, I was never like. Mm. one of those diehard Green Day guys who knows everything about everything. But yeah. Dookie was an album that when I first started playing guitar, I got, was right into it. And, I, sure. you know, it was Nirvana and that sort of stuff was sort of, for me, was quite big at the time. Um, and it's funny because the first thing I thought of when I, when, that, that, when I saw a picture of that pedal was, I never necessarily associated Green Day with tone and sound. And then in just about every video I've seen of anyone looking at it at NAMM, that's what everyone said is that you never associate Green Day with tone, really. Yeah. But anyway, um, but the concept is really cool. So there's these two Marshall amps, possibly a JCM 800 and an old, like, a Plexi-style yeah. JTM kind of thing. Okay. And... In the studio, what they did was they recorded everything through both amps. Sure. One was set up sort of clean on the verge of breakup. The other one was set up quite distorted. And then they would blend it whichever way they needed it for the song. Sure. And so the cleaner songs had more of the cleaner amp. The dirtier songs had more of the dirty amp, but still had a lot of the clean amps. They had a lot of definition. Mm. Um, and so the pedal is basically... You have internal trim pots for gain for each amp, but they're set at a certain gain, which I guess the amps are set to. Sure. Yep. And you have a volume knob, you have a tone knob, I think, and then you have a blend knob. So you blend all the way counterclockwise is one of the amps, all the way counterclockwise is the other amp, and you blend between the two. Right, that's what it is, because yeah, I saw it, but I didn't actually look into it. And if you go one, I don't know which way, one way it's like almost clean edge of breakup sound. If you go the other way, it's quite distorted. Mm. But then you can find it to the middle ground where you get a definition of the clean sound, but you get the grunt of the distorted sound. And I think one's called Meat and one's called Pete or something like that. Okay. Like he named the amps. Sure, yeah, right. uh, but I thought it was a really cool concept. And it's a, yeah. it actually, the, the videos I saw, it sounded really cool. It's the same thing I was talking about before where like, that um, switcher thing from Earthquaker? Yeah, you had the two amps. Yeah. Two amps. And um, like one's kind of really like small and crapped out and fuzzy and blonde speaker thing. Yeah. But the other one gives you back... To some, all the definition in the yeah. bottom end. Yeah, some sparkle and note clarity. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely not the first time 
No. It's happened, but just, in a pedal. In a pedal, yeah. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, and it, it's got the album artwork on it. And and like, I think it may be one I may have to buy. Sure, yeah. Just because it was just a part of my life. Yeah, but, yeah cool. And I, I, it just makes me feel old now. Because <laughs> I think it they did it as a for the 25th anniversary, anniversary of the album. Yeah. And I remember I remember buying the album when it first came out. Nice. And I was, on cassette? No, on um, that was on CD already. See? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was already <laughs> advanced in those days. Uh, like the the blend thing's been done in other pedals, like just clean to overdrive, yeah. but not two styles two, of two amps. Styles of it. And uh, from and I mean at Nam, it's hard to actually hear yeah. things properly, but it did sound like quite two quite distinctively different sounding sounds. Yeah, cool. Nice. I'll check and, it out. So and then what else did MXR release? The the Billy Gibbons Octavia oh, thing. I didn't see that. Cool. I sent you a link to it. Probably. It has this weird <laughs> looking thing on it. It's it's a it looks like the pedal looks like if you think back to did, I think Dunlop used to release them too. Yeah. The old just white Octavia, Hendrix Octavia. Sure. The, which is in a sort of wedge shaped thing with the controls on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um it looks like that with controls on the back of it, but it also has a maybe seven or eight band or something like that EQ on it like slideys um must have missed that yeah and it's quite a big chunky pedal that sounded interesting I mean it was to me I'm not into that sort of stuff sure yeah but um that was kind of cool and I think they released a couple of other things but I can't think of what it was but that dookie thing that was one that that stood out to me and I kind of went oh that's just I don't know I may have to just get that sure sounds good um did you see the um, audi- audience recording interface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interface? I'm really looking forward. I hope someone is going to release a video of this soon because um, um, Graham Coxon was, um, I think he's like an audience endorsee guy. Guy. Because um, he did some videos for audience with the little like... Um, desktop interface. Desktop, things. like the one that looks like the, a little bit like the UAD twin. But yeah. it's the audience version of it. Um, I, re- I really like Graham Coxon. I, mm. I, I think he's... I, I really like... I, I, I always liked... Uh, the thing with Blur that always annoyed me was the voice. I don't like the voice. True. But the music I really liked. And I, I really liked his style of guitar playing and just the odd out-of-tune stuff that he does. Mm. I love that sort of stuff. And then watching interviews with him, I, he just seems like a really cool dude as well. Yeah. And um, he... He did a demo. He did like a live thing for them at the audience. For again, the collaboration with Two Notes. So Two Notes have been busy. Mm. So it's this interface with audience preamps in it. Yeah. But then it also has guitar. I think it has a preamp, guitar preamp in it. Yeah, there's a valve in it. Valve preamp in it, and then it has a Two Notes stuff in it. Cab emulation. Which also has a power amp emulation and i'm pretty sure you can store stuff in it so you can actually take you could technically take it to gigs yeah plonk it down and use it as an amp going straight into the pa because all the, all the processing is done in the box not in your computer no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um that that looked and sounded cool actually the demo that it was a, <laughs> a very awkward looking demo that They're, the audience guys did their own demo it, yeah th- they looked very awkward the two dudes but the the sound was great though. The one, um, what's his name? Um, 
produced like a pro guy. Warren Hewitt. Warren Hewitt, yeah. The one he did, he actually have, has a play on it at the, the NAM booth. And um sounded good then. Oh, I don't think I've, I saw that. Well, it's on his big, like, hour-long NAM wrap-up. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, i got to watch that. I think I started watching that, actually. Mm, some cool um, stuff. He, do, he is pretty cool. I like, I like Warren Hewitt. Mm. Um, oh, did you see, actually, this is another thing, talking about IRs, sort of. Yeah. But IRs, yet not IRs. The new Kemper thing. The cab. The cabinet. Yep. Where they made this cabinet with Celestian, yep. but they made it in a way so they can actually digitally change what speaker it is, mm-hmm. even though it is a speaker. Yep. So you have a physical speaker, and you'll be able to buy those speakers and put it to any cabinets. Yep. You can put it in your quad box. Yeah. Yeah. And you can change digitally a, what speaker it is in uh, your Kemper. After seeing that interview, I think he's a very clever man. The, what? That whatever... Mr. Mr. Kemper. Kemper. <laughs> but he's maybe, a German, you know, so Germans are always very... Maybe, maybe Kemper's first name. No, no, it's B- <laughs> Bernard, Bernard or something. Because oh, be. I watched the Anderton's thing and they were talking to him. And um, oh, I mean, the Kemper stuff is, is insanely smart. Mm. Speaking of Anderton's, I think it must be like day three at NAM or something. In one of the videos, um, him and Danish Pete are walking around. Mm-hmm. And they sign off as the video, the video they sign off saying um, that must be getting like tired and steely by the stage because they sign off going, hey, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the videos and thanks for watching all the shit we make. <laughs> well, they had a they had a section they have a section called, called talking shit with celebrities, yeah. um, where they like oh, ran into Albert King and all that sort of stuff. And okay. um, speaking of Andertons, yeah. did you see um, what's his name, Rob Chapman? His new pedals called Snake Oil. Oh yeah. He he started a company, a pedal company called Snake Oil. Oh cool. And apparently it Good came name. from. Um, I mean, in all honesty. Yeah. Rob Chapman really annoys me. Sorry. <laughs> he's one of those guys. Sorry to all the people out there who might love him and stuff. And I'm sure he's great at what he does, and you know he's one of the original guys. Just one of those really annoying people, like to me. Sure. Um, I like Anderton stuff. I like quite like watching a lot of the Anderton's videos. Mm. Um, but yeah, he annoys me. But apparently, there's a uh, in saying that he must cop a lot of crap from people. Um, like, I mean, we cop a lot of crap. Yeah, and we are small we are we are his you know little pinky toenails in you know comparison to him. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're we're but the dirt he walks on. But I mean, he's huge <laughs> in the world of you know YouTube and and. See famousness, but um, uh, yeah, so he released these two pedals called Snake Oil Pedals, and apparently the name comes from people used to always say that he was like a snake oil pedal salesman, um, because sure. he would just do videos for you know demos and stuff, and people you know, because people always assume that you get paid for all this stuff and you get paid to say what you think. Hmm. I guess with Anderton's to a certain degree, because they are a shop yep. and they're trying to sell stuff. And they're trying to keep good relationships with companies where they try to sell stuff. Yep. They have to probably say that they like things or maybe they don't do videos of things they don't like. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, all in all, you right. don't make a lot of money out of YouTube. You don't, you know, you don't get... Like, for them, it's a, a tool to get people into the shop. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Right? But, I mean, anyway, so they, I was very are... unimpressed by the pedals, I have to say. Okay. They are pretty honest with their, like, you can tell when... When they don't like something. Yeah. Um, and it's... And I think 
they generally just don't stock stuff they don't like. Like, because yeah. there, there's a video of them in the um, Ibanez booth just now. The art core stuff, the the hollow body stuff. Is that what? The... No, I think it's like all the shredding. Oh, the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Les Paul style looking ones. And um, the junior things. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, I just don't like them. That's why we don't stock don't stock them. them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like good. Like it means he actually cares about. To a certain degree, yeah, he cares. Yeah, like he's still a guitarist. And... Yeah, well, he, uh, but I mean, he I guess he cares in as much as what sells because I mean, he's yeah, he is but one it, of the biggest, if not the biggest, music shop in the world now. So yeah, them and Tormann, I guess, are the two mm. finding out. It's water and stuff. Which is it's funny that they're in small towns. Yeah. They're both in small towns, True. and but they're one of the because their online presence, I guess, is so good. But yeah, anyway, they look good. The snake oil pedals because they're actually they're like they look like the um what are they called? The, um, Definitely cool name. The guitars that have the metal on it, um, like Resonator, Zen, Zen, Zenith, Zenith. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, not Zenith. Those old guitars and like the dude from the Rolling Stones used to play them all the time. Another ones, yeah. Um, it, it looks like it's like a metal plate, engraved metal plate on top. They look cool, but I was a bit meh about the sound, and the demos were a bit meh. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just not a huge I'd, fan of Rob Chapman, but I just have to me. check one out in person. One day, you never know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what else did I see? Oh, some of the new Reverend guitars. Oh, they yeah. looked really cool. I have a have a keen interest to check some out. Yeah. They always like grab my eye on the interwebs. I think I would really like. There's a new Reeves Cabrels model out. Who's that guy? Who's Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a session dude, and he played with David Bowie. And, okay. Um, he's one of those kind of, I guess, along the similar sort of lines of guys like Robert Fripp and stuff. Maybe not quite as famous as Robert Fripp, but yeah, like one of those kind of quite experimental gotcha. guitar players yeah. who does a lot of session stuff. And he has a new, I think it's along the same lines as most of his other signature stuff, but um, he's got a, a Sustainiac on it. Right, cool. And um, I. I I would really like to try guitars with Sustainiac in it. Yeah. Um, I would really... The, the thing that puts me off the, the Radiohead dude's signature Strat is that it's a Strat, and I don't like Strats. Sure. Um, but that looks like a cool guitar um, with a Sustainiac in it. And there were a couple of other... Um, and the dude who runs Reverend, he's a weird dude, really tall, strange guy. Oh, yeah. And um, he was there, and it was interesting just to watch him do the thing. He's as weird as the Bogner guy. Well, yeah, Rhino Bogner is, is a bit interesting too. They all, I mean, I guess you have to be quite eccentric. Musicians are generally quite eccentric yeah. anyway. And then to do things that are maybe a little bit different, mm. you probably are quite eccentric. So there's a lot of... Because what, what, what did I watch? The guy... I um, love it. That's good. Actually, that was Warren Hewitt as well. Mm. He was talking to the... What was it? The Mac... Mac... Something design? Who does... Um, McPhee or something? Who, do, who does... Um, plugins? Uh, Mac DSP. Mac DSP. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah. He's a quirky dude. I think he's been in the sun too long. You know what I mean? He's like, he was a like, bit. He was a bit bizarre. Yeah. Like he's but, been on um, the show for four days and had three coffees in but, the morning. I mean, that has nothing to do with guitars. But the concept of that. Did you see that? The summing mixer. The the thing. No, no. The thing where he has the rack mount, the green rack mount thing. Yeah, Is that a summing mixer? Yeah, it's summing. So. And it has all these different. So instead of. Instead of doing digital versions of different, I thought it was preamps. 
think it, I thought it was a summing mix, and you but you like digitally mix through it. No, no, but I thought he did a thing where he had different preamps. Yeah. And he had actual analog circuitry for all of it in it, but then you digitally select which preamps he wanted, and it uh, went through different analog circuitry. Like the idea behind it was really cool. Okay. I think I that's what it may have been. Yeah, maybe I got that wrong, but um, or maybe it was late last night when I watched that video. Maybe I was half asleep when I was watching it. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, it's definitely like digitally controlled something rather. Yeah, hang on. Where's it? I know it's sixteen channels because Warren said he'll need three <laughs> for his SSL. The APB sixteen channel analog processing box. Yep, and it's green. And it's green. The world's first programmable. Well, analog processor. And again, that Mac DSP dude seems like... Oh, maybe it is a mixer and stuff, but you go through actual analog... Yeah, circuitry. Circuitry and stuff. Because they said it's all actual um, point stuff, so if you need to service it or replace a part, you just solder it. That's a cool idea. Maybe that's the next thing where it's going to go. Like you have digitally controlled analog stuff. Instead of doing all digital emulations... You have like one rack box mm. and you have 20 different mic pre's in it and through digital you select which ones you want. I think Neve has done something like well, that. They're doing stuff like that already anyway. I think so. I think but I mean if Neve does it, it's yeah. $20,000. $70 million. <laughs> I'm talking about stuff for like <laughs> normal <laughs> humans who can hear. Meanwhile, in this reality. is $40. Yeah, yeah, that sounds much more like it. Well, isn't that thing that... um. The Italian guys did that. Yeah, the uh, Klonzamp. Kick, Kickstarter. The yeah, Klonzamp, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we'll probably, because, I mean, everything is going digital and emulating stuff, but people still want analog. Yeah. So maybe that's going to go that way slowly where you have. Well, didn't Mark Bass release an amp this year as well, which is an, a, a, an analog amp, but you do everything on the iPad, so you got all the, mm-hmm. and you can select what type of amp it is and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and did you see that? I send you a link. What is it called? Trin- Trinolog? It's a made-up word. Trin- Trin- Trinolog? <laughs> I always thought it was trianalog, but it's Trinolog, yeah. Trinolog Audio. They emailed us, I think, last oh, year. Yeah, I can't forget the name. And they are uh, oh, at some stage sending us uh, a pro- one of their prototypes for beta testing, so we're going to be beta testing it. Um, and it's a multi-effects unit, but you have these analog modules that you click into it, mm. and then you control it all on the iPad. Modular effects. He sounded. He was a bit. Sounded interesting, the guy. Mm. Um, and I think it's. Is it Evan? Uh, can be Evan if you like. Whatever. Oh, I forgot it. Sorry. But yeah, they're gonna send us one of their things. It looks. It looks interesting. Mm. So um, we'll see how it goes. Got. Gee, he copped a lot of slack. Flack in the video as well, okay. um, but anyway, <laughs> <I'll consider. laughs> the, the comments. How uh, we going for time? Oh, just a bit over now. Um, I know it's not guitar stuff, but Behringer have released some new synths. Well, they finally released all the the clones, clones, the clones. <laughs> Clone is a different thing. Yeah. The like the the eight hundred eight clone, and they released the uh, SH one hundred one clone, and the. A few bunch of different clones, yeah. But they also released that. Is it called Crave? The Crave semi modular desktop synth, which is a little bit like the Mother 32, 
But it's, yeah. I think it's only single oscillator, so Mother 32 has got two. But, um, I think there's going to be more from Behringer with that world because they've got a new head of synth guy, which is in those videos. He's, well, and really is massive. Well, keyboard. I mean, they bought Midas, and Midas is all electronic stuff. And I mean, it's oh, yeah. similar because I think the deep, what is it called, Deep Mind or whatever it's called, mm. the first synth that they released, that was designed in England by the Midas guys. Sure. Um, is it early as a, um, He's a keyboard player, I think. Yeah. He's a synth nerd. And uh, so, and he's, see some more he, of that coming from He He seems to me, from what I, from what I, um, like the the stuff you hear people talk about him. Yeah. He he seems to me like, almost like one of those sort of Bond villains. Yeah. <laughs> or Scorpio from, from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of one of those guys is, I want this, make it henchman. Yeah. <laughs> And then that small town in China makes it for him. Makes it for him, yeah. yeah. Well, he has a town. Yeah, there's yeah, a town yeah. in China. He's in there. I think... Beringer City. Australia. It's called Beringer City. Australian... Um, is it Audio Technology Magazine or something? Did a whole video blog and they went there and okay, yeah. filmed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a humongous factory and they yeah. build a town around it for all the people that work in it. Yep. Um, huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole kind of thing. But yeah, that Crave thing mm. looks interesting. And... What is hundred and ninety nine dollars or something like that? It's like oh, US, ridiculously so. cheap. Oh, so about a thousand dollars US uh, Australian, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, ridiculously cheap, and it sounded really cool. Mm. Yeah, it sounded yeah, it really really sounded cool. Good. And it's built out of steel and it's timber sides, like it's not a piece of plastic, kind of. And it, it is a bit reminiscent of a of a mm. Mother Thirty Two, but. You can buy about six of them yeah, for, for one Mother Thirty Two. If Actually, you if you don't like one oscillator, buy two. Buy two. <laughs> so the other. Actually, Moog have got their new synth too. Released their new little desktop thing like the oh the Taurus. What is it called? The Siren or something like that. Yeah, it's like the Minotaur, but it's not the bass. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, but I do like the because. Moog was always the it was everything was black, yeah. And I like now the mother, the grandmother, and the that new thing. Sorry, I like how the different sections on the synthesizer mm. are different colors, so you can actually see what everything is much easier. It's almost like, like children's play blocks or something. Mm. They've made it like. Well, I think they make it kind of like, it's like a modular thing, but it's not. Yeah. So you have these different blocks, and this is your filter section, this is your VCA yeah. section, this is your yeah. oscillator section. And but like the colours they choose are quite primary. And yeah, like yeah. Big, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's mm. great. I really like it. I'm, yeah, it's fun. I'm, Again, it's supposed to be fun. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's called playing music, not slaving. Music. No, no. So. Um, so was there anything else? That was sort of, the, the, oh. that was, I mean, there was, I thought there was lots of stuff. Um, I think there's more pedal I'm stuff. sure there's more pedal stuff that... Um, it was, we can't think about. It's not pedal thing, but I remember seeing a um, fan fret PRS. Did you yeah, see that was one of their sort of what do they call private stock? Yeah, it's like um, an eight string or something. Yeah, that's right. It's and the new uh, new colors for the John Mayer um, Silver Sky. Oh, is it? it comes in new colors now. Cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> and Danish Pete finally got to meet um, oh his man crush his his man love who <laughs> um, that was funny so we're gonna it's 
Dan- yeah, he goes. I think he's a little bit extreme with the whole John Mayer love dance bit, yeah. but anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if that's what you're into. Actually, there's a um, there's another company called uh, Tierra Tierra Audio. And I think they're either French or the f- French. By the way, totally killing it. Oh, did you see a friend of the show, um, Alex from Anna Sounds? Yeah. The oh. spring reverb. How cool True. is that? Yep. Why hasn't everyone done this before? Yeah. <laughs> and just pick pick the length of the springs you want. You've got three different lengths of spring tanks. Yep. And and then you have a pedal and you have a tone control and a volume control and blend control and all that stuff on the pedal and you hook it up. And did you see that one video he did with reverb? And it was mounted underneath the pedal train. Um, mm. So you had the pedal train board, yes, yeah, and it yeah. was mounted underneath it. Yep. That's killer. That's that's. Cool, hey. I mean, and, and and I've said it before. I say it again. Best looking pedals. Well, funny you mention that because uh, Tierra Audio, who are where are they from? Hi, Alex. If you Alexandre, yeah. if you're listening, in en français. Didn't get to see you this time. Um, anyway, Tierra Audio, check it out. Oh, cool. So what is that? Uh, studio gears. At the moment, they've got a, pre- a ch- two-channel preamp and a compressor. But With wooden front as well. Yeah, and they've got wooden front, but it's all digitally controlled analog gear. Ah, see, we were just talking about mm-hmm. that. And um, on their website, they've got a whole bunch of stuff that's been prototyped and you know will come out later in the year or whenever. Um, but yeah, it looks super neat. Check if you're on Instaface. Instaface. That just MySpace. Co- <laughs> that just covers all. Um, social media go and check out Tierra Audio um, this stuff looks mad especially if you're into home recording or does it look expensive <laughs> not any more expensive than any other serious preamp or compressor okay. yeah okay. like buy the same sort of thing from API or whatever but yeah looks neat and it's that all look digitally cool. controlled Tierra so T-I-E-R-R-A Tierra Audio. Um, think, speaking of... I think they're French or Spanish. Speaking of cool things, yeah. did you see the... It was only like right at the end of NAMM, but Game Changer Audio? Did you yeah. see that piano? No. So you, Game Changer Audio, who are these kind of cool dudes, I think from Latvia maybe? Yeah. Um, um, who had the plus pedal one year, the sustain pedal. Mm. Then they had the plasma Super distortion deep. thing. Which this year they brought out in a rack and in a in in a um, that's like in a um, uh, Euro rack with uh, oh, what are the company called with um, one of the one of the better known Euro rack style companies. Um, oh, what are they called? I can't believe I can't think of that. Anyway, they have that distortion in it, the okay. plasma thing, but they have a rack version of it with a big plasma thing. But they're their big announcement, new thing, mm-hmm. they always do weird things. They released this piano, synth organ piano thing, and it's using electro motors oh. that spin, yeah. and they spin at different speeds, and then an optical thing picks up that, and that creates the pitch. What? <laughs> so, the, like little electro motors yeah. that spin. Yeah. And they spin at different rates, and different ones of them spin. Which is a frequency, yeah. 
and that is and they have like the piano like 30 of them or something like that in it wow and that's the oscillators yeah, right. It's bizarre, but it looked really, really cool. <laughs> it was this big, very 70s-looking piano. Yeah. With all these actual electro electromotors that spin in it. Oh, there you go. It's bizarre, isn't it? I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I've also uh, found some other stuff on our list from Nam. Oh, yeah? Uh, Vox have a little... Um, Beatles amp. You did release that last year, didn't they? I think there's a different version. Different it's version. Super Beatle. Okay. And it's got Union Jack all over it. Hey, it could be cool for recording. Like five watts or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, what did you think? Um, Wampler also, I just remembered, released like a mm. modulation, modulation pedal. thing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's a company called Shiftline that have a product called The Twin, which is another tube um, cabinet impulse IR pedal okay um that's for load up um hot tone was the one i was thinking of is the omni ir cab pedal again it's like a little ir loader ir loader for your pedal board um neutron is a new new Eber, um uh, uh, distortion okay which is that thing even oh the rose i don't from... know how impressed i was with that i haven't actually seen a demo yet it's like a delay, but you can then change it's, the delay time and modulating thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I don't know if I was immensely impressed with that, to tell you the truth. But um, I think it's like you can go. It's ridiculously fast delay time sure. to ridiculous like I think fifty seconds or something of delay time. Have some lunch, come back, come back. Yeah. Sit here, sustain. Um, <laughs> but then you can modulate between really quickly between different delay times and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, and you, it's like stuttery effects and chorusy effects, and yeah. but I don't know how impressed I was with it. With it. Okay. And then I think you can set it so it's like envelope controlled. So if you hit it harder, the delay gets faster or slower or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, actually, I just thought of what I saw as well, which is really cool. Premier Guitar did a thing where they sat down with Steve Vai and Synergy uh, amp yes. modules. There's a Dumble Synergy thing coming. And there's a, a thing because Carvin. The audio, pro audio side of it folded, yeah. and Steve Vai had his legacy amp. Mm. I think they're doing a legacy amp in Synergy, and he's the new become. He's going to be the new spokes guy for Synergy. Sure. And he was sitting there and he was saying how amazing it is, and it was kind of funny because he was shredding along, and then he said to the guy from Premier Guitar, "Just push whatever buttons to change the different amps," because he had like a basement style, a deluxe reverb style, yeah, right. and he had all these different amps. And so he was just sitting there shredding along in yeah. Steve Vai style yeah. with, you know, his beautifully straightened hair. And, um, he's got long hair again. He's got long hair again. <laughs> and it's all, it looks all straightened, you know. Oh, and like, and, um, and he was playing, yeah. you know, and the, the other dude was just randomly changing amps. And it sounded really cool. <laughs> just bizarre kind of concept. Just, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just push buttons while I play. Like Steve Vai just sits there and goes, yeah, just just do whatever you want. I'll just noodle around. <laughs> props for props for its playing. Oh, he's. Oh, I mean, Steve Vai. Oh, yeah. Steve Vai. Steve Vai. But um, uh, and it sounded great. The mm. synergy stuff. And I think there's a whole bunch of I'm new still, synergy stuff coming out. I'm still kind of keen. Eh? Well, I think the I think the concept is is great. Mm. And and the thing with the whole synergy stuff is it's made in that what is it boutique. It's bad. It's boutique amp, amp distribution. Dis yeah. It's bad. So, and yeah. Friedman's 
they actually because I, I remember watching a video that Henning did yeah. um, where he went there, and I think Friedman are building the amps there, and like Dave, Dave Friedman is actually there all the time, and yeah. Morgan amps make their amps there, and yeah. I think Engel make their amps there, and yeah. um, then all these companies actually make and synergies made there, so they actually I, I think they they actually use the names. They license the names, but I think they're partially designed by mm. Friedman and by Engel and yeah. by Morgan. Um, I think the concept, the idea is really good. Yeah. And then you can run it into any power amp or you can get one of their power amps. Yeah. Uh, or the heads where you can have... It's actually an amp, yeah. I think you have one head, the smaller head, where you can put two yep. preamps in and one you can put four in. Mm. Uh, so I think the concept is great. And in a studio situation, studios, cause we're, like, I've got a couple of nice heads in a cabinet, but they're both very stylized amps. Like one's a Dumble thing, and the other is like a very mid Ford matchless kind of matchless thing. thing by Serotone ones. But I don't really have anything Marshley. Don't have anything. It's kind of boxy, but boxy thing. Even like um, nothing Tweedy. Be cool. They're like a champ, a little Tweed type. Well, you thing. could go Kemper. Yeah. Or you could go. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a, 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 you're a bit of a tube snob, so I mean, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. It's just Mate. like stuff hasn't spoken to me. Pod, mm. pod. Version. Hey, speaking of versions, there's a new fly rig. Oh yeah, yeah, with an XLR. So the fly rig, I've been using the fly rig for ages, and I think it's absolutely killer. The two things I always said I would like to see different, yeah. I would like to see a tuner on it, and why don't they have XLR out on it when on the bass one and on the acoustic one they had XLR out? And they listened to me, of course. Thanks, Tech21. <laughs> um, I think it's the same as the old Fly Rig, but it has a tuner on it, and it has XLR out. That's it. And I think it's great. I, I really, really like it. Um, I think... It's one of those highly overlooked. Uh, I mean, Tech Tech Twenty One generally, I think, a little bit overlooked. I mean, the Sansam thing, lots of people know it, lots of people like it, but it does sound really good going direct in to an amp, or mm -hmm. I mean, not into an amp, direct into a PA or direct recording. Yeah, it is actually really good. And I mean, I've used the fly rig in the past, good, yeah. running my whole pedal board into the fly rig straight into the PA. And it feels and sounds great. There's a, a new Caroline Guitar Company pedal. It's called the Lo-Fi Delay Computer. Oh, yeah? Well, there you go. Another one of their Lo-Fi kind of series. The, the Caroline stuff is usually pretty cool. It's kind of fun. Like Again, it's fun. It's got the quirky labels and the knobs and like little robots and things. Yeah. So, yeah, more robots. Um, Pictronics have a new, like, what's it called, a tracking field type pedal, which is called... Resotron. Ooh, the old Resotron. Rolls off yeah. the tongue, that. And it has like a cool, like, robot face. Thing. Well, they, well, not Pictronics, but Supra, they released that um, Blues King or whatever amp. And their delay. Oh, yeah, and a delay, yeah, yeah. And a lot delay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pete yeah. Thorne did a good demo of that, too. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Is it, it's red, isn't it? The red one. Yes. Yeah. There's a harmonic tremolo from Fox Pedals that I wouldn't mind checking out. Oh, yeah. Called the Quiver. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, actually, there's a new um, court 
electric guitars look pretty neat. Oh, yeah, yeah, you messaged me about them. That's right. The dual humbucker kind of super strat looky thing. Well, Court was one of those brands where when I worked at the music shop here in Noosa, music at Noosa, hmm. um, they were one of the sort of premier, premium court dealers. Sure. Um, and they dealt, we dealt a lot with court and they were one of the first brands to, the quality was really good coming out of Korea. That was when Korea first really started getting really good at, at guitar manufacturing. Yeah. And their stuff was really good, especially they had a couple of archtop guitars. They were awesome. Mm, cool. um, so I think court generally is a, is one of those kind of, Slightly underestimated brands because it, the, the especially they're like the better models. Well, because a lot of it is considered cheap. Yeah, it is. But they had what was it called Parkwood? I think it was called Parkwood. They did a series of guitars which were called Parkwood, um, and they. I don't know if it was only in for the Australian market, but they got some really good timbers from Forest in Australia. Yeah, right. they were great guitars. Cool and cheap yeah. because they were Korean made. Or cheaper compared to an equivalent, you know, XYZ. Australian-made guitar from the same timbers from the same forests, yeah. <laughs> which cost six times as much, you know. Um, yeah, but I mean, I thought there was so much cool stuff released at Name this year. I was, I was very, um, yeah, very excited by all the stuff that came out. It always seems the way you kind of, oh, that's cool, that's cool, and then by the end of the week, eh? What was the first thing again? Yeah, well, that's it. We're sort of trying to look back. Um, mm. um, actually, some of the, I think I messaged you ages ago. Some of the new Ibanez stuff. There's this one, and I'm I'm really not into the sort of Ibanez Shredder RG style looking guitars. Yeah. But there was that one. What was it called? Uh, it's uh, guys. Remember, I sent you a link to it. It was a. Uh, um, some dude's signature, a new guy's signature, signature guitar. And it's sort of greeny color, and it has a humbucker in the bridge and a telly pickup in the neck. And there's something about it that... Vaguely, yeah. And it has that AZ, or AZ, if you're non-American, yeah. um, style headstock, which kind of looks cool too, which looks like more the old, sc old school Ibanez neck, mm. uh, headstock. Um, it looked really cool. And that's a kind of, I, I think I messaged you and I said, I don't know why, but for some reason I want this. <laughs> <laughs> you did mention a while back. That was a while, yeah, because they released their yeah. catalogue ages ago. I remember you mentioned a while back that you wouldn't mind like a seven string or something kind of very modern. Yeah, just for something different to have for the studio more than anything yeah, else. Just for personal recreational use. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Um, cool. Well, this isn't really a... Um, like extended scale or something like that, but yeah, there's something. I don't, super I'm just trying to product. find out what is it called. It was one of the first ones that came up on the on the list. Sort of a green, the, and it looks cool. The greeny, sort of dark greeny color too. Hmm. Uh, and we've probably gone well over an hour now, but I just quickly want to find this and then we call it a day. Um, I've never heard of the guy. Don't know who the dude is. Um, sorry, dude. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Sure he's a good guy, yeah. Good I mean, good is none. Um, um, the only guy I remember, there was a guy, because um, I think Henning walked around there in one of his videos, and I, I can't believe he didn't quite pick up on it, but one guy, his name is, his last name is Hansel. Yeah. Like Hansel, like in Zoolander. Yeah. That's the only one I remember. <laughs> um, 
Oh, that's it. That's a guy, Eric Hansel. <laughs> there you go. It's so he, he's so hot right now. Um, <laughs> Hansel. Um, Eric Hansel. Yeah, I have no idea what band he's from or who he is or what he's doing, but he is. He, yeah, something about it, and it's a it's a maple fretboard too, which I don't like. But it's that roasted. It's the, the current trend of let's roast maple. Yeah. So it's that sort of darker maple. But something about it, I don't know. It's it looks cool. Did you ever play Ben's roasted maple neck, Music Man? Possibly. Was it a? Um, it was the. Was it Steve Morse? Steve Morse. Yeah, I would have played that. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but something about it. I don't know what it is. Mm. But something about it, I kind of go, oh, I like that. It's a Strat, but it's got a humbucker and a telly neck pickup. That's yeah, basically a Strat. Well, it's one of their sort of super Strats, I guess. In transparent matte green. I call it super duper Strat. Uh, but, yeah, something about it. <laughs> Just, I don't know what it is. So Eric, I should remember that name, Hansel, because he's so hot right now. I have no idea what band he's from. Artist Detail, let's have a look. Sorry, all you people who probably worship Eric Hansel out there. Um, oh come on internet's slow but yeah oh well um, I think that's it I think we've gone well over an hour too so yeah um, that was our NAM special very special very very special NAM special and hopefully next year we might go to NAM we can go to the Americas to Trump Trumplandia yeah Trumptopia Trumptopia I like to call it Uh, yes um, and uh, check out NAM. Um, it'd be interesting to go. I'd love to go. We had a couple of friends that went. Actually, one of the interesting things was to um, what was it called? California. <laughs> um, <laughs> the company that did um, they did um, they did that. Um, uh, floorboard controller thing and now they're doing this what are they called um poly poly expressive poly effects what these guys oh yeah they did because i remember guitar nodes were talking about it they mm. did this thing where they have this kind of midi controller and it's this mat you put on the floor but to print you've got to kind of print out Really? It's like you've got like a sleeve to put a print out underneath it so you know what... Gotcha, yeah. It's like a foot, foot controller thing. But they did this thing. It looks really interesting. I still don't really know what it is. But that thing, mm. it's like a controller. Is it like an advanced MIDI controller? Yeah, but you can do odd things. There's like boxes on it and weird shapes on the screen. It's like a um, chaos pad type. Meets. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Yeah, but uh, it it looks interesting. I haven't really. I don't think I've heard any demos of it yet. Yeah. But um, hopefully we'll hear some demos of it. But um, hmm. anyway, we might find out a little bit more about it. Um, poly expressive, poly effects. Um, makers of morph and analog multi effects pedal. Digit, a quad-channel delay reverb. Or maybe it's an analog multi-effects pedal. I don't know. But it looks interesting. I've got to check it out. So, 
from anyway, the, on the list. It's on the list. So uh, if there's anything we missed, let us know. Shoot us an email. Super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, do the thing where you send us a photo of what you're looking at while you're listening to it. I'm actually I'm always not prepared for this, but did someone send us an email? Um, Steve Lloyd? No, I don't know who he is. Steve Lloyd. Uh, Randy Sutton. Did you ever watch Arrested Development, the TV show? Yeah. Did you see? I've been watching it again. And there's this guy from the high school whose name's Steve Holt. And when anything goes goes well, he just yells out his own name. Okay, Steve Holt! Steve Holt! Well, there's this guy, <laughs> Randy Sutton. Uh, hello, that. Randy. For that for some reason. He, em- he emailed us saying he's looking at, it looks like his cat mm. and an orange amp. Uh, greetings from California. I think he's e- emailed us before, messaged us before, but uh, that's what he's um, Happy, he was looking well. at. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for emailing us. Mm. Uh, and I think, oh, um, Ram sent us. Did you see that? The guitar? That looked really cool. Yeah. Um, the... the um, um, Jag. Jaguar, with the with the um, GT stripes, the racing stripe. Yeah. yeah, that looked really cool. So hi Ram, um, and I think didn't um, didn't Hugh message us? Uh, hang on, let's have a look. The usual suspects, of course, but <laughs> suspects they are. Uh, visitor post city message. Yeah, Hugh Roberts, what I'm looking at while listening to episode 60, which was the last one, I think. So this is episode 61. Mm. Mounting the Earthquaker device's special delivery to my board. Fine. So hello, Hugh, and, and thanks for listening. Um, oh, yeah, and Ram also, um, I think we talked about this already, but Mr. Pink. <laughs> like from, oh, yeah. Thank you, Tar. But it looks very cool. Um that sort of jazz master style, but a little bit different, Mr. Pink. Uh, but I think we, we talked about that. On, on a... hey, off topic, have you heard of Mario guitars? No. Is it? Are they related to Luigi's guitar? <laughs> yeah, like um, they little mushrooms on them and you can get Ooh. a box of gold. And... Hey, oh, nice for sale. Um, yeah, go on the States, makes really nice guitars like that. Oh, that looks like you're a little bit like yours. But white. But white. So, did you say here in Australia? No, it's in the states. Oh, sure. states. Okay. Mario um, guitars. I think a friend of mine has just got one. Mostly kind of Fender-ish style thing, or inspired by. There's a um, kind of like a Tele Jazzmaster type hybrid thing. Just checking their their promo. There's a excuse me, a Bound Tele. Um, another cool Tele with a Bigsby in it. P90, that looks fun. Ooh, that looks very cool. But yeah, like really lovely like handmade guitars. So yeah, give them a shout out on the Facebook, Mario. On 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 the on the book. Mm. With the faces. Yes. Hang on, sorry, I'm just messaging this guy because I'd like a broadcaster thingy. Oh, you're purchasing something like live? No, no, not purchasing. I'm asking if he's interested in trades at all. <laughs> Live purchase. Yes. Well, not purchase, but whether he's interested in trades at all. Just a Hudson broadcast with the dual foot switch with the boost thingy. Mm, cool. came up. 
Well, so. we'll leave it there and now you grab some lunch. Sounds like a plan. So, uh, yeah, what was I saying before? Oh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who wrote to us. Um, uh, hope you, you know, enjoyed our NAM episode. If you have any questions, we should probably do, we're going to do, a, I think, a live stream again soon. We should do one soon. Yes. Are you going to be, are you quite busy coming up or not really? Next week I'm tied up and then we can do one after that. Okay. Yeah. Second week of February maybe. So we might be doing a live Q&A thingy on, um, see, but now the problem is, now people are going to whinge about us being that pedal show ripoffs even more because they do the Q&A thing, even though we've done it before them again. Because we cop it quite a bit saying, oh, that pedal show knockoff, even though we've started before them. Yeah. And <laughs> we just don't make pedal boards for Radiohead and <laughs> our editors for the biggest guitar magazine in England or former editors. Yeah. So, you know, they, they have, they know a few more people and stuff, but, um, um, uh, we've been doing it for longer than, than them and we've done the Q and a before then, but now they're doing a Q and a as well. Yep. So we're going to cop it even more, but anyway, I think they're copying us. I think Pete Thorne did it before anyone else. So. True. And someone else probably did it before him. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do a live Q and a thing. Um, again, more often because people asked us about it mm. and as always if you whatever you're looking at while you're listening to this take a photo of it um post it on a facebook page send it to us with that little paper airplane looking thing on instagram yep, um, um just type in super fun awesome or one word and you'll find us there's a hot sauce and a few other things but we're the ones that has a pedal pedal stuff on it um, or send it to us via email super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com and yeah if you have any questions if you want to know anything if you have any suggestions on what we should do send us a message let us know and yeah thanks for listening and uh, enjoy see you next time see you Alex bye bye <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna see you now <laughs> bye